Greetings, greetings, everyone. This is Sister Shirley back with another episode of Divine Connections. And I am so excited because today I have another powerful woman of God with us, Sister Shani. And I'm just so excited for you guys to hear her story, to hear, you know, what it is that she has in store to share with us today. So without further ado, Sister Shani, can you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do? Hi, I'm Shani Simon Godfrey. I am a pastor, a best-selling author, a professor, a mom, just to name a few of the hats that the Lord allowed me to wear. And I am here representing Shani Simon Enterprise. We help entrepreneurs from all over the world launch, grow, and run their business. Well, wow. What a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's amazing, sis. First of all, pastor, author, mom, uh, yeah. I believe wife as well, you know, uh-huh. that's a lot. That's it a is. lot. Mm-hmm. And, and granted, you know, in general, as women, I believe that God built us to wear many hats. You know, he's given us that kind of uh, 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 innate ability to do, to multitask where men are yes. a bit, you know, one track <laughs> minded. You know, yeah. we, we appreciate that we love them, but we're different, right? So we, we set right. up. But I also know, even with having those innate abilities, you know, it's not easy to wear those many hats, especially the ones that you mentioned. I mean, pastoral ministry, you know, your your, um, gifting, developing your gifting of writing, getting to a point of being a bestseller. I mean, that takes a lot. So can can we just start by talking about how do you balance ministry and family life? Right. So balancing ministry and family, you have to understand that your family is your first priority. That's your first ministry. Once you have a healthy family, then your physical church ministry or whatever ministry the Lord gifts you with is going to be organized, structured. There, there won't any, be any chaos. Because a lot of times what happens with leaders is when our home life is not where it should be, it kind of trickly on down on the con- congregation. So you hear people say, oh yeah, the pastor did this, the pastor did that, beat us down, yell at us, <laughs> you know, just doing all those things. And that's we are heard in our home life is not really right so we have to focus at building as at building our home life first organizing our home getting our home structured I'm a mom so I have to make sure that I cook while I'm doing speaking engagements and I'm ministering I'm doing different things making guest appearances I make sure that my child is fed I help him with his homework there's there's food for my husband when he come home from work I take care of all of that and then I focus on all my ministry stuff that way that's the balance that's the balance that you're looking for happy church happy home (laughs) yes yes and if i get uh what you're saying what you're saying is that there's no balance without their first being ordered right right Um, exactly and and i think a lot of people miss that right a lot of people miss that very crucial part because even Mm -hmm. with what you stated about like your family coming first and then ministry if God wasn't first in your own life, mm-hmm. you didn't right. prioritize God. You see what I'm saying? If you didn't have that, yes. if he wasn't your first priority, then you wouldn't even see things that way, right? Right, or, exactly. Or, or perhaps you would see it that way, but you would just choose to do your own thing, right? Because there are people that understand that, but they choose to mm-hmm. do the opposite. Um, right. But we all know how that can end up right so mm-hmm. when we do things our way the end is never the outcome is always negative um so it just it just it's better to do it god's way right? <laughs> yes it, it you know it is absolutely better to do it god's way and we have to understand that 
what did it for me when I realized that, okay, God, well, first of all, we already know it's set in stone. God is our main priority because he said, forsake everything. Don't put anything over me. When we understand it, then we'll know that the Lord operate in order. And because I'm a reflection of the Lord, I have to make sure that I'm taking care of where I am the most. And that's with my family. So when people see how my family operates, see me in the role of a wife and a mom, then they can be like, okay, I see God. Because a lot of times you hear this a lot. People said that how the husband or the wife is at home is not how they are at church. And oh. we can't have that. We have to change the narrative. Amen. Amen. And guess what? The devil knows this so much better than we do. And <laughs> we, listen, this is exactly why he attacks the way that he does. That he, does. Mm-hmm. he knows every week. He knows, you know, he loves chaos. He loves disorder. Mm-hmm. So Jesus said that a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. Cannot stand. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and then the Bible also says that the spirit of the Lord is uh, uh, where there is unity among the brethren. How sweet it is for, for the brethren to dwell together in unity. So, Having this unity, that is where the spirit of God is. That is where God is pleased. That is where he's smiling. That is also where there's power, right? Because yes. we see when the disciples were united, you know, the day of Pentecost, they were in one accord and boom, the Holy Spirit fell and the power mm-hmm. of God hit that place and they were able to do mighty things. So there's so many benefits to us doing things God's way. You know, yes. and so I thank you for being uh, such an example um, to so many women out there and even our listeners to do it the right way. And I know it's not easy. I'm sure you've had some difficulties along the way. Um, and with that being said, you know, I'd like to ask you my next question, which is what are some difficulties that you've in- experienced in trying to balance, right? In trying to do both right. um, and, you know, your career as well as juggling your family life. Right. And, you know, it comes back into what we talked about before that I wasn't always balanced at home and and, in ministry. There would be times when before I had my own ministry that I served at a ministry and I was a leader and I would be at church seven days a week. We weren't a seven day church, but because the church was doing so much, doing the most. that it would be a funeral on Saturday and the pastor is going out to speak on on Friday and I was just gone. And that made my husband really didn't want to go to church and didn't want to support me in ministry because there was no food, there was no, the house wasn't clean like it's supposed to and and I'm at work because I worked at, I worked for a corporation at the time. So I was gone in the morning, I come home, I'm at church and I was just dragging my son with me everywhere I go and he couldn't even have that moment to be a kid so it was a struggle to happy home balance my job because being out so much I was falling behind at work too because I'm, I'm exhausted mm. I spend the whole evening and you know church where we let the Holy Ghost operate like you're supposed to you could go to church at seven saying you're going home at nine o'clock you leave at two in the morning right mm-hmm. yes ma'am <laughs> That's easy. That's normal in (laughs) our world. And then going, going home at two in the morning, then got to get up at five to go to work. Imagine my day the next day and being a professor, I have to stand before medical students and trying to teach the heart and I'm tired. And they're like, Uh, did you just say this is that? I'm like, oh wait, let me fix that. (laughs) So I struggled for, I struggled to kind of just balance my job, my home, my marriage and I found out that my husband and I we had a lot of fights that now it's unnecessary fights because it would be I was too fragmented I was everywhere and I wasn't prioritizing like okay 
then the Lord said to me, here's how I ended up fixing that. The Lord said to me, okay, use what you have. I said, okay, I have a oven. I have a, a slow cooker. I have a rice cooker. <laughs> Is there I'm going with this? Yes, yes. <laughs> so while I'm grading my students' paper, I'm cooking. I have a dishwasher. I have a, a clothes washer, a, a dryer. I have all of these resources that we don't think that the Lord bless us with to help us, you know? And while I'm doing homework with my son, I'm doing laundry and I'm cooking. I'm doing all of this at the same time because there's a thing for everything I need to be, that I need to do. And I would do that even for my books. I would start doing my textbooks on ebooks. So while I'm cleaning, I'm listening to my chapters that I need to pick my and build my lectures from. So that's how the Lord kind of you, give me some form of balance and order. Wow. Wow. And uh, you said a lot, but what I love, <laughs> what I love about what you just said is the fact that you credit, um, you know, your shifting or things getting better to the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and that's great because a lot of times people don't realize that God is not interested in only helping us with our spiritual lives, right? He, he right. help us in every area, right? Yes. And so some people think, oh, I'm only supposed to lean on the Holy Spirit to learn how to pray or read my Bible. No, the Holy Mm-mm. Spirit got to be an ex-wife and mom mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. professional, right? And so yes. God he really wants to be involved in every aspect. And, you know, when Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit being the helper that will come, like, those are some powerful words, you know? And yes. Him helping, it's, again, it's not just limited to your your religious, you know, duties. So right, to exactly. Every aspect, you know. Every part. He's, he cares. He cares about every part of our life. I will remember driving to work, and I work an hour away from home, and I would like, Lord, I didn't prepare my lesson plan. And the Holy Ghost was just giving me ideas for what to teach and how to teach uh, it. And it would be one of the best days my students ever have. <laughs> wow. Look at that. Look at that. that that's amazing. <laughs> and to someone that is listening, you know, we want to just take this moment to encourage you to, you know, give the Holy Spirit a chance to do what he's there to do, right? To yes. help you. And don't limit him to just, you know, what you do on Sunday at church or ministry. Open yourself up, open your heart up and and trust him more for every aspect of your life because he has the tools. He has the, um, you know, the resources that you probably pulling your hair out trying to obtain what you would, what it would take you years to accomplish on your own. It could take you minutes with the Holy Spirit. That's true. Come on and trust him some more. And thank you, sister, or Pastor Sean, excuse me, <laughs> for uh, bringing this to our remembrance. Because again, even, you know, even being uh, yourself a pastor in ministry, you know, I'm sure you can attest to the fact that the Holy Spirit has helped you beyond just your pastoral life and beyond yes. just your ministerial life but you actually gave us real life examples of you driving to work not having your lesson plan and <laughs> literally that's amazing yes <laughs> i love it i love it um so we're gonna we're gonna shift the conversation just a little bit um so in in terms of you know your successes in ministry and as an author and even, you know, accomplishing your goals in your family arena. Um, can you talk to us about perhaps days or times where um, you had to deal with rejection, right? Because rejection mm-hmm. is something that um, a lot of people are dealing with in different arenas of life. But, you know, I don't, I don't think 
if there's enough dialogue about rejection, I don't think we talk mm-hmm. enough about it mm-hmm. to help people because some people are dealing with it and they don't even know that's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, so <laughs> can you talk to us a little bit about your overcoming and your triumph with rejection in your own life? Yeah, rejection is a part of success. It's not if you're rejected that you're not going to be who God called you to be on your way to becoming who God called you to be. You will be rejected. Here's some examples of that. Being, for for an example, if you go for a job in the medical field, you want to be a nurse, you got your nurse license, you're excited, yay, now I'm a nurse, you apply for the job, the first 10 jobs told you no. That don't mean that the Lord didn't call you to be a nurse. That just means that the job that the Lord has for you, you have not yet arrived to that job. So for me, it had a lot to do with, I told you that I'm a professor, but I teach medical. That means that before I got into the medical field, finished school, I know the Lord told me that I need to do this. And I just knew (laughs) I'm going to get a job before I even, you know, get my diploma in my hand because I'm just that awesome. That's the mentality I had. (laughs) Right? Yes, ma'am. It took took like over a year for me to find the job that I wanted. I found myself doing diabetic educator, educating people on how to eat right. And I'm like, Lord, this is not what I took out all the student loans for. But I did it and I was faithful with it. And then I went from job to job to job. They told me, no, you don't have any experience. No, you don't. That's rejection. And after hearing, no, you're not good enough for my job for one year, it got to the place I was like, okay, well, I guess this is what I'm going to be doing because now when I was fresh out of school, nobody wanted me. Now I'm even more out of school one year out with no experience excuse me, no experience. Nobody Mm. really, really, really want me. (laughs) Right? Right. Nobody really, really, really want me at this point. Then I was like, you know what, Lord? All right, fine. I'll just be the best diabetic educator that I can be. In my Mm. rejection, that made me give up on where I really wanted to be and where I really Mm. wanted to go. And after saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to be faithful with this little that you have given me and got serious to develop my craft and to be the best diabetic educator that I can become, the Lord said, okay, now here's the job for you. Okay. And I got the job. I didn't start off doing exactly what I wanted, but I said, yes, I will come on board as a part-time help to help the staff that you have. You just need me to be the assistant's assistant, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. I'm a professional assistant's assistant, okay? And I'm laughing with the Lord, and the Lord told me again, be be faithful with the little, I'll make you rules of many. I said, okay, Lord, I hear you. So I started being faithful, and then they said, you know what, I want you to actually be the assistant. I said, okay. I got promoted from the assistant's assistant to the assistant, okay? (laughs) I worked, (laughs) worked that for a while, and then I turned out then, Less than three months later, I ended up being the manager. And from there, I grew into becoming the professor. So say this, to, say this to say that during your, on your journey to get what God wants from you, whether it's being married or whether it's having children, the job, the ministry, whatever it is, even with ministry, it was the same thing. I went from ministry to ministry serving, but when it was time for me to come forth, then I was rejected. Now I, 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 I was demoted from the minister to the troublemaker. And through mm. that, God birthed me to where I am today. My God. 
my god you said so much um and i was taking a few notes as you were speaking because you know and you talked and you said the word journey because that's exactly what i was you know you were painting this picture of a journey that you literally had to take from the moment god gave you the vision of mm -hmm. you know, what you were going to be in your career to him actually fulfilling it and a lot of times, you know, people don't realize after he gives you the vision, there is that period of, of time in between. Yes. And for it's different for everyone, right? It could be years, it could be months, it could be mm -hmm. weeks. He never fully tells you how long you're going to Right? He right. doesn't always tell you how long. As a matter of fact, you know, it's usually longer than you expect. But yes along the way if you just cooperate with him if you just trust him and some of the things you, you i picked out of what you were saying your story it seems like you needed patience you needed humility uh -huh. you needed yes. faith right Those yes are yes things. absolutely yes during that in between period between you know the promise and the actual fulfillment of it you're gonna mm -hmm. need most things and wisdom and so much more things but those are the things that i heard as you were speaking like wow you have to you had to be humble. You had to mm -hmm. be content. Every mm -hmm. spot you were in, you had to make the best <laughs> yes. of it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you made the best of it, but at the same time, you weren't compromising the vision. It's not like you weren't believing God for more each place. It's just mm -hmm. that, you know, because there's a difference between saying, oh, I'm going to settle. No, you don't settle. You mm -hmm. just, you know, you, 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 you just become content and you wait but in your heart still believe him for what he showed you right absolutely absolutely yeah because even you know some some, some preacher was preaching um while back and he, he pointed out something about abraham's story which i'm sure you know uh, i abraham. was just gonna tell you about abraham <laughs> Look at that. that's the spirit we're on the same wavelength right and, and you can you can chime in whenever you're ready um just in case you want to make a different point but the point i was trying to make quickly is that the bible talks about how abraham settled in haran i believe um and and in or abraham and his father his father Tehran, i believe his name is whatever Terra, whatever his father's name was they settled in a place that they weren't supposed to settle because the bible said that they were supposed to go you know mm -hmm. to uh uh canaan That's the, that was mm -hmm. the promised land right but the mm -hmm. father decided to settle and i think the father's name actually means settle or something like that but it's, it's and he died there right he died right mm -hmm. when he settled and so the, the point was you know when god gives you a word you don't you don't decide to cut it short you don't take short right right to the promised land you have to trust him all the way and you can't settle and abraham had to just keep moving right because right because god was 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 going to his word cannot return unto him for it absolutely and i was gonna say abraham yeah. <laughs> our brother here he go <laughs> but i remember reading and the word of the lord said abraham it, with his faith right with faith faith and works that yes. abraham by works and faith he was blessed mm -hmm. and we have to understand that while we're having faith we have to do the work yes. if the lord tell me the lord told me to open a ministry i open the ministry and i'm working the ministry while i'm trusting him to grow and do what he needs to do for the ministry it could be anything it could be 
before I was married. He said, govern yourself, woman of God, like you're married. I said, Lord, I am not married. I don't have to cook today. Yes, you do. Because get, he said, get comfortable with cooking and washing and cleaning and yes. doing all the things you would if your husband was here. That way, when you're married, it's business as usual. That's and now right. you're not trying to shift your whole life <laughs> for somebody. And then here you go with a conflict and problems and he want dinner. You don't want to cook. You're tired. <laughs> Amen. And no, so true. You drop the truth. And, and the Bible says he who findeth a wife findeth a good Which yes, means okay. when she's found, she she already is without the title. Of, she's ready. Come right? on. She's mm -hmm. ready. You know, so that that's great. Mm -hmm. and, and she's ready. Yeah. And, and 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 the problem is we forget that, you know, because we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight, along with the with the with the with the our faith, you know, like you talk about the work, you have to always, it's always going to be some set of work that we're going to have to be doing. And usually it's going to be what's in front of us. We can't be so focused on either our past or what's ahead. We're so anxious about what's tomorrow going to bring and what's the day after that, that we missed the opportunity for today. We miss like, Absolutely. what is it today that tomorrow right. will do, right? Absolutely. And I'm not going to be stuck in my past either. So all I yes. have is the now is the today. present. Yeah. Ah, so thank it's you for bringing this to our attention. <laughs> These are really great points. Um, you know, and, and, and going back to the rejection point just a little bit. Now, when we experience rejection, whether it's in corporate America, whether it's with a loved one, a friend, acquaintance, you know, one of the things that we have to also simultaneously deal with is the ability to forgive. Especially, right. you know, it's, it's either repetitive or depending mm -hmm. on how deep the wound was that was inflicted, you know, we have to struggle now with forgiving that person or those people. So what advice would you offer to those who are struggling with that, struggling with forgiveness after experiencing rejection? People that struggle with forgiveness, and I, and I was one of them, is we believe strongly and wholeheartedly like if I forgive you, I am giving you permission oh. to do what you're doing to me and I'm letting you off the hook. Mm -hmm. and, and when we understand that's quite the contrary, that once we release them, that release us. Once we realize that it's freedom in release and the people that have wronged us will gain our freedom in the Lord. And what we have to do is not always easy. A good strategy for forgiveness is to fast pray and stay in the word of God. Let the Lord know how you feel. There was times when I said, Lord, I know I'm supposed to love them, but I don't like them. And I had to go naked and unashamed before the Lord and say, Lord, I don't like your people. <laughs> and <laughs> I had to tell him, you made them, you keep them, don't give them to me. <laughs> Listen, listen, you keeping truth, sis, you keeping it real, and I love that, I love that. I had, I had to, because in that, then I will find the Lord chipping away at the hurt, the pain, yeah. and where I can embrace them and hug them and feed them, and I don't feel that hurt, that they, I know that it happened, I can testify onto it, but I don't feel any residue at that pain, but it didn't come by saying, oh, I forgive you, and every time I see you, there's a little pinch in my gut that said, mm, don't look at me, that's not forgiveness that is you are saying it but you're really not living it that's right that's right oh my goodness so many great points pastor shawnee i mean i'm just like which one should i touch <laughs> so many great things but you know unforgiveness i will say this unforgiveness is i think one of the 
man, one of the biggest uh, obstacles to us really uh, experiencing the, the, the fullness of God, experiencing the blessings of God, promises of God, it will literally keep you from your destiny, I think. Absolutely. I think unforgiveness has kept and will continue to unless people really overcome it from, because what, after a while, you know, you it's almost like you self-inflicting pain when you choose to not forgive someone you're mm-hmm. like you said more harm to yourself than the other the person is probably living their life while you can't sleep they're snoring you know while you can't eat they're having a feast they're probably mm-hmm. not even thinking about you right mm-hmm. and sometimes absolutely that is gone sometimes the person has the person that died and you would still trapped in that moment of hurt and clinically if and and say for somebody that's struggling with their faith or they're new to the faith and they don't really see it on the biblical perspective scientifically from a medical standpoint we see a lot of patients that they're untreatable and we have to send them to a psychiatrist for the psychiatrist to bring them through the forgiveness stage and through that then all the physical ailments the depression the high blood pressure all of that now subside once they have entered the forgiveness stage I'm so done. I'm just like, Lord, this is so powerful. And this is actually, um, yeah, I mean, uh, so with my women's ministry, we started two, two Bible series ago. This is one of the things we, we talked about. We talked about, you know, with trauma, especially emotional trauma, you know, mm-hmm. trauma in the soul realm, you know, because a lot of times people are dealing with, with, with the fruit of things. They're not dealing with the root, right? They're dealing with right. the things that are manifesting as a result of, you know, the unfortunate forgiveness. The unforgiveness is really the root. Bitterness is the root. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're sitting in therapy never mentioning that. They, they, they haven't forgiven their parent. They haven't forgiven, you know, someone who, God forbid, uh, molested them or abused them. Absolutely. And so that thing is slowly eating away and people can carry that pain for years, right? Yes. And it affects mm-hmm. every aspect of their lives. Like you said, even physically, you know, we talked about in the Bible study, we did research to even mention, you know, physical uh, symptoms, mm-hmm. physical manifestations of mm-hmm trauma right mm-hmm. that happens in someone's life chemicals that are released in the brain mm-hmm. that affects o- organs and causes stress that that in turn will cause diseases i mean just like a train wreck right and it's right. all rooted in that trauma it's all rooted in that pain it's all rooted in offense all rooted in not being able to let something go you know yes and that's really sad, and 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 I thank God for you know ministries like yours and you know different platforms that really help people to go deeper, right? To look at right. roots of things. Jesus dealt with roots. He didn't just you yes. know people came to him with with leprosy. He's like, listen, do you want to be made whole? Like your sin right. is forgiven. It's not just your skin. It's right. your sin, right? right? So people came with leprous skin, but they left delivered in their soul, right? Because at right. the end of the day, it wasn't just the skin disease. It was the soul, the sin disease, right? And so yes. I pray that, you know, as we enter, especially the new year, like a lot of people right now in, in lieu of this crazy year and the way things, and being quarantined, people really have time to think and reflect and to kind of soul search a little bit. And I pray that we, especially as women, because we contain everything, we hold everything in. Right, mm-hmm. we're so mental right. at times and emotional. That's true. <laughs> that we can really believe and look like. Am, am I angry because of what that? Because of the car that you know cut me off, or is it something deeper? Right. 
really yelling at my child because it's my child or am I really upset with my spouse? Like, who oh, is it my right. parents? Like, who is, you know what I'm saying? Right. You have to take that time to soul search and go deeper and deal with the root of things. And with that being said, I want to shift to that, my next question to you, because I kind of alluded to this, like right now, a lot of people are in crisis, movement, yes. and, you know, uh, uh, social uh, upheavals, political unrest, so much going on in mm-hmm. our world. You know, a lot of people don't have the right coping mechanisms. They don't know how to, how do I, especially as a believer, like how does, what role does my faith play in all of this? Like, how do I even come up for air? Because I feel like I'm mm-hmm. drowning, you know, I'm trying, even people that are in ministry are struggling because perhaps they have their, if they've experienced loss in every possible way, loss of members, loss of family, loss of ministry as usual, right? And so, right. but at the same time, they have to consistently pour into people. That's, that's a big stressor right there. It is. So how do, how do these people deal with this? Like, how does one have faith in the middle of a crisis? The, the only way to have faith in the middle of the crisis is, his, is to have faith in God, right? Like you have to be so convicted in whom you serve and everything else around you will be okay. He said, we are in the world. We're not of the world. That means that we're passing through. We don't own this. We don't set up residence and territory in this world. We may have bought properties, done all of these, but he said, occupy your time until I come. And this is what we have to understand. If we have hope in the Lord and we have salvation and we know that Jesus is coming back again, then we have to be free from everything in this world. Because if we die out or we are raptured out, we're leaving it anyway. We can't take it with us, right? So not once we, bit. not one bit of it. So once we start, the Egyptian tried it, didn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but once we, once we know that and we're convicted that Lord, I serve you. I know you're real. I know you're coming back again for me. I know your word is true. Then we're gonna have to go through it. He said it's gonna be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's mm-hmm. not. He said it's gonna be pestilence, right? It's gonna be natural disasters in peril in places that it's not known for those type of natural disasters it's going to be things that's going to come that's going to blow our minds that we don't know about and when we see that he said to do what to look up and know our redemption come at night so when we see those things we know we're going home it's go home time so when we know that we should have we should be at a spiritual high the worst things get because we know we're closer to going home and you you already know who's not reading their bible just by the people are responding <laughs> just by virtue of way people are responding i'm you know you don't read your bible because i'm like wait if, if you think this is bad you think you really think what's happening or what has happened is bad sis go read revelation you know like in my mind i'm like are you kidding me this is nothing compared to what's to come in terms right. of you know for the earth the bible talks about the earth is going to pass away like everything we see as even the heavens and the earth and the heavens the, and the, right. the, the nature is going to turn against the people listen. the earth is going to swallow people up imagine driving down the street and the car in front of you the oh person rapture up and boom bam you hit them there's planes in the sky. The pilot is a Christian, a real Christian, and the pilot is gone. Now, who is flying the plane? The plane is going to crash. Like, when we really look at the reality of what it is, Listen. if you take that person, it could be a doctor in the surgery room doing a heart surgery, boom, he's gone. What happens to the patient on the table and the heart just hit the floor? You Listen. know? 
<laughs> Listen, and this is why, you know, Jesus, whenever, you know, he would be preaching and teaching, he would say, let him who has an ear hear. Because mm-hmm. if we're not spiritual enough to pick up on the signs of the times and mm-hmm. hear, what is God saying through all of this? Like, get ready, get ready. It's what I'm I get hear. Ready. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. get your house in order and mm-hmm. whatever you can do for the Lord, do it with your whole heart. Don't put off for tomorrow what you can do today. Tomorrow's not right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I Mm -hmm. I do pray that, especially believers that are listening, you know, that you would really kind of pull away, unplug from the world just for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Turn off CNN, turn off the news just for five minutes and ask the Lord what he has to say because we're so Mm -hmm. consumed with what everyone is saying around us that we're forgetting what the Bible already said, what Jesus already said. That's going to happen whether we believe it or not. It's going to happen as it's written, as it was stated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All the things that Jesus said was going to happen is going to happen. So unplug, you know, build up your faith. You know, I... Mm -hmm. And back to the question in terms of how do you, you know, have faith in the middle of this crisis is to be, to have your soul anchored in Jesus so right. that no matter right. what happens, you're good because you have him, right? And I, I can't, mm-hmm. whenever I think about this, I, I immediately think about the disciples at sea when the storm hit and they were losing it because they thought they were going to die. I mean, Bible talks about the, the water and the wind hitting the boat so much that they thought they were going to capsize. But mm-hmm. Jesus, before he addressed the wind, he rebuked them. Before he rebuked the wind, he rebuked the disciples. Because of the unbelief. Because, because of the unbelief. Faith. It takes, and this is why people fail to grow in ministry. It takes faith. Okay, in the midst of the pandemic, the Lord said, you've been pastoring, you've been doing, you've been doing that. Go open a church. In the midst of a pandemic, in when I'm in Florida, in a hot zone, in my city, I am the middle, I'm sandwiched between the two other cities that shut down. We are the three hot cities. And he shut us down. And in the midst of that, he said, go open a church. I said, Lord, how am I, how am I opening a church when all the churches are closing down? He said, go get the church. When the time comes, you'll be ready and that it take it took faith to do that jesus no absolutely absolutely and and that's and he expects the same way jesus expected the disciples to know that he would never allow them to capsize he would never he's in the boat how's the boat gonna capsize with him in it Mm -hmm. at the Mm -hmm. end of the day it's Make sure he's in your boat because if he's in your boat, you have nothing to worry about. If you really right. have him, if you really have him uh, where he needs to be, then you're you're gonna be fine. You can navigate any storm of life, right? And if mm-hmm. he has to make you walk on water, then we'll walk on water. That's what it's gonna be. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you're not gonna drown if he's with you, right? right. And I think people, if anything, what the enemy is causing so many people to do is doubt that God is still even in the earth because of all the chaos, right? So yes. people are like, oh, God can't. If he is here, is he really good? Because why are all these people dying? And why is this happening? And why is this, you know, people are losing homes. People are losses is just everywhere. Death is everywhere. So people are questioning his goodness, questioning his presence. But that's right. the last thing that we should be doing. We should know that he said, I am a very present help in a time of trouble. I'm a right. You know, and he is. But you, like, you, we have to believe that, right? We have yes. to. So I love the way you answered the question with the the only way to have faith is to just have faith. Like you, <laughs> you just have to believe. There's no shortcut around it, right? And we all have that choice. Every day we have that choice to choose who are we gonna serve, 
right? Every day we have to make that choice. So listeners, please, I'm not taking away from how hard this year has been. And for some people, it's been years that has been bad because mm-hmm. it, 2020 hit you on top of 2019. That might have been rough. 2018, I mean, some people have not even recovered from former, you know, the, the great, I don't know, uh, financial district depression that happened, I don't know, back in the 2000s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Actually, some people haven't even recovered from that. And now, boom, here goes 2020, right? Mm-hmm. So I get it, get it. God sees and he knows, but he still wants, expects you to do it. He's, because he can fix it. He can fix anything. He can do the unforeseen, you know, he can do the unimaginable, right? The Bible says he can do exceedingly above and beyond all that we can ask or think. He's just looking for somebody to challenge him. He's looking right. for someone to show himself strong to. So let that be us. Now I know, amen, amen. I know we've said so much, Pastor Shawnee, um, but we cannot end this program without you uh, telling us about, you know, some other things that you've involved in. I know you talked about your pastoral ministry, you talked about being a pastor and a best-selling author. Can you talk to us about um, your other venture? Because you have a a branding program, right? Yes. Love for you to talk to us about. So, uh, yes, my branding program is called the Diamond Pave Branding Program. And <laughs> Pave, let me tell you about that because the first thing, Pave, yes, it is a cluster of people that get together just like the diamonds after they have went through the pressures of life. Here yes. comes this amazing, <laughs> well-priced, well-expensive stone, the diamond that we look at. That's us. After we have gone through so much, life did not kill us. After life applied pressure, here we are ready to shine in our gifts and callings that the Lord has for us. So in that program, we talk about building your brand identity, developing your brand personality. Uh, We are going to create everything that, you know, for your brand, your brand kit. We're going to publish your brand and so much more. Oh, that's wonderful. That that sounds amazing. And I'm sure uh, a lot of Christians are going to really find this valuable because not to take away from any company in the secular uh, industry, but I know, uh, you know, a lot of times Christians would prefer to support other Christian businesses. Right. And branding is something that a lot of people need help with. I mean, yes. across, I mean, across the, uh, I mean, industry of business because people, while they may have a vision, they don't always know how to execute. They don't always know the, the importance of branding, right? Um, and and getting, yeah, getting the right person on your team to help. So and they, they often mistake branding and marketing for the same oh. thing and it's not too, you know? So I'm yeah, so glad it's, you said that. Amazing. <laughs> I'm so, so glad. Cause yes, so many people, and I'm, I was one of them. So I can <laughs> say that, yes. Branding and marketing is not the same thing, and it's okay. You don't have to be good at everything, right? You may right. you may be a visionary, but you may need a whole team to make that vision come to life. So Absolutely. acknowledge your 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 strengths and weaknesses, and get you know people like uh, this woman who got on your team to help take your business or ministry to the next level. Uh, this wraps up our session for today, Pastor Johnny. I don't know if you want to, if you have any final words for our listeners um, to tell them how they can get in touch with you. You know, especially your book that's out there. Or if you have many uh, multiple books, how can they get a uh, hold of your products? 
Absolutely. So you can reach me at ShaniSalmon.com. My books is on Amazon. My book is The Entrepreneur Mindset, Identifying the Five Mindsets of the Entrepreneur, the five stages that we go through in entrepreneurship. And I, I do have multiple books and more coming. Amen. So the best, thing to, the best thing to do is just follow my author page on Amazon. Visit my website at Shani at ShaniSalmon.com. And in all things that you're going through, just give thanks. The fact that we still have breath in our bodies is enough for us to give thanks. Amen. Amen. Yes. What a great way to end everyone. I hope that you were blessed just as much as I was. I was literally taking notes. <laughs> it was so much good things out of what Pastor Shawnee said. And of course, you have the opportunity to rewind, you know, catch some points that you might have missed if you uh, kind of joined in towards the end of our program. And please feel free to share this episode with someone that you think might be blessed by it as well. Well, that amen. wraps up, amen, that wraps up our session for today. This is Sister Shirley, and you have been listening to Divine Connections. God bless you until we meet again.